You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer, a show where female entrepreneurs get radically honest about life and business. Today's episode is sponsored by Swiftly Social Digital Marketing. Swiftly Social helps people create a heart-centered digital marketing and Facebook ads strategy that gets you results. For a free video tutorial on how to grow your Facebook following by 10,000 or more, visit swiftlysocial.com. Hey guys, welcome to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I'm so excited to have my friend Toyni Halley here today. She is a life coach and a passionate entrepreneur, and I'm so excited to chat with her and talk about her life and where she's been and what she's been through. So welcome, Toyni. Thank you, Melody. It's nice to be here. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about you and what you do. Yeah. You know, it's always like, oh, the short version, the long <laughs> version, where do you start? <laughs> yeah. So at, for, for the moment, I am living in Denmark. I'm in a region and uh, I run an um, online business um, helping female entrepreneurs and coaches um, activate their business and also, you, you know, using transformational life coaching. So pretty awesome. I've been um, a coach before but mostly working offline. So the, you know, the online experience is, is relatively new to me as well, but I'm really loving it. Yeah. Cause it's quite different to work with people in, when you sit having one-on-one just, you know, face to face and also working on Skype or zoom or, or over the phone. They're both, you know, awesome because they have their advantages and disadvantages. So, but I'm really totally loving the whole, you know, global connection part of the online business. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, I'm a mom, I have two kids and married and yeah, really basically just, you know, enjoying a new country now and um, yeah. Wonderful. So <laughs> yeah. how did you get started in the coaching industry and then how did you decide to start your online business? Yeah. So when I was about 23, I was traveling around the world. I was just, you know, so happy to be out of school, which was like an institution, a form that never suited me because I was such a creative and couldn't really sit still and so curious, you know, so the school, the classroom situation never really fit me. So I felt like so free. I was finally out of school and I, I spent years traveling and, you know, it was really uh, into surfing and snowboarding and I discovered a few shops in Roxy, uh, Roxy shops when I was in Bali and Australia. So I was so totally in love with these shops and they just, you know, it, it was just pure love and passion at love at first sight. And I basically took this concept back to Norway where we didn't have them. And I started up some flagship stores within Quicksilver and Roxy and just expanded this over the next six years. And we had really massive success and really, really so much fun to do this. It was funny because somebody later said like, oh my God, that was the law of attraction. And I, I, that, at that time I was like, did you read the secret? I had no idea what it was because it was a bit early for me then and it was still quite new, you know, fresh. The secret had come out and yeah. So this was really fun and that was my first really entrepreneurial experience and it unfolded really fast. It's like a big snowball just grew bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And I <clears throat> struggled because 
I didn't have the feeling of being successful and, you know, really uh, just, I didn't have this feeling of, of self-worth living up to that um, feedback I was getting as a successful entrepreneur. And I couldn't stand, you know, in the light of all of this amazing feedback I got and how the success was unfolding. Because so I was like, you know, invited to sit on the board, boards of different companies. And, you know, it was, it was great, actually. But for me, it was really terrible because I, it was such a mismatch between the inner and the outer world. Mm. So I was unconsciously starting to sabotage the whole experience. And it led to, actually to a big breakdown. And which was like, you know, we also can use the nice term, the dark night of the soul. And it was many dark nights of the soul. But pain of all of this, you know, amazingly moved me just forward into searching the answers of how, what, because it was a lot of just basically confusion. It was not clear, you know. Mm -hmm. And that led me down the path of uh, yoga teacher trainings and meditation trainings and, you know, coaching trainings and all these amazing, because I was always curious about the human beings. And I think it became also clear to me looking back that what I was interested in was the, you know, the, the human connections that were created within my business, not necessarily the clothing, you know? So, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so this led me down. I was working in stress management and also sales because sales and marketing has been a big part of my life as well, simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And I worked for in a company. We were doing stress management for big companies. Just led me down the coaching path. And then I ended up working with, for a company that uh, takes on people that have been unemployed for a very long time for the government. And, you know, help them to map out like a strategy because they've been unemployed for maybe 10 years. They're struggling with they were struggling with different diagnoses and really tough life situations. And it was just an amazing time. Also a bit special, you know, to coach people that basically was not there really voluntarily because mm -hmm. there is only so much you can do if people don't want to really want to change. But what I could do was listen. So it was, yeah, it was amazing. And this, this basically threw me into the, the coaching industry and I started taking up some clients outside of this. And when I moved over to Denmark, I took some of the clients with me on Skype as I'd been working with them one-on-one. -on -one. And that's when I thought like, hey, you know, this person, one of the first person I took on, it was like, yeah, it's really comfortable because they don't have to, you know, take the bus and then we sit down. And so it was actually like, we saved a lot of time. They could be just comfortable in their chill pants and it was a win-win situation. I thought, oh my God, this is great. You know, I have to do this in a bigger scale, you know, and I could, I could meet people from all over the world like this. So that, that's kind of basically summing up um, the story. So wow. how, you know, coaching and entrepreneurship <laughs> has like, has had its real place within my, within my journey. Yeah. yeah that's an amazing journey. So what has been your biggest challenge so far in this whole world? Yeah, self-worth. <laughs> yeah. By far, self-worth. Yeah. This is the thing that comes creeping up every single time, all the time. So I think this is some, somehow it's like a precursor for me to move forward also. 
Mm. So, and, and it's just in and any, any kind of situation, in all kinds of situation, this is the thing that has been, you know, layered and layered and layered. So, well, you know, very universal block, I think. <laughs> so how do you yeah. get yourself out of that self-worth loop of negativity? Because I have been there, done that, yeah. That's yeah. my biggest block <laughs> too, so I completely understand. How do you... What kind of things do you do to get yourself out of that? I think it's, uh, it's been different things at different times, depending on how it's kind of been affecting me. Because sometimes it could be very physical, you know, it's like anxiety. That's what I was also struggling with. Or, you know, I also suffered a, a few addictions that came out in, in, in this way. Because, I mean, it's a lot about criticizing yourself for, who, you know, for not being good enough mm. a lot of the time. And, you know, it can hit you with the looks or it can hit you with your, um, you know, your inner qualities or your success rate. And usually I think it's the psychological time that plays in you know, when we're not able to be present and that psychological time starts kind of beating up on us, you know, what you, what you have done, something that you have done that you're blaming yourself for, criticizing yourself for, or something that you don't believe you can do or be in the future. So you're like afraid that you won't be whatever you're dreaming of um, or, you know, that your past is painting, you know, the canvas of your future still, if you understand what I mean. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think for me, it's just been different techniques and it's always been, you know, getting stronger by, by um, um, just have to close the door here. It's just a rain shower coming by. So I think, you know, Basically, for me, yoga has been a huge part of my journey because it has been very grounding, like really feet on the ground and very physical, getting in touch with, with my body also. But meditation and self-observation has also been excellent tools for me to, to go. And I'm a, quite, I'm a person, I'm a clear cognizant, you know, so I often have very clear insights coming through. I don't see things and I'm not clairvoyant, but my psychic abilities is really that I have really instant information about certain situations or things that are going on. And this is also with my own journey. So for me, it's a lot about giving myself that space to clear the mind so that insight can come through. And usually I then through that insight, I have a lot of clarity and understanding and then it's, it's integration. And also, I do a lot of shadow works, which is an amazing tool. So, so will you explain yeah. a little bit about that? Because I've heard of it, but I don't know a lot about it. Which part? The, the, the shadow, shadow work? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's always, this is such a huge <laughs> topic. And sometimes it's just hard to condense it, you know, down to, to mm -hmm. really bringing out the essence of it in, in a few sentences. But... Basically, shadow, shadow works is something that might sound scary, but it's actually quite illuminating and enlightening once we start that journey because it's about um, kind of bringing to light the aspects of us that we have been denying about ourselves very, very early on. Because when we come in, we come in very whole, right? As, mm -hmm. as very loving people. I, you know, there's the castle. Um, there's... Um, it is an analog or a metaphor that mm -hmm. describes the shadow works really well. And shortly, it's about, you know, you're, you, when you come into this world, you, 
you um, have a castle, you know, you, mm-hmm. you have, a, have a big castle, just a magical castle with all kinds of different rooms. And some of them are big and some of them are small. Some's the basement and the attic. It's just amazing, all of your rooms. And you are equally happy to spend time in all of your rooms. You know, you have no judgment towards your, your room in your big magical castle. And you explore every hallway and you explore the magic of every room. And then, you know, these inner rooms, they represent your inner world, all the aspects of the self, you know, all the aspects of humanity that live within each and every one of us, like a microcosm or like a, a microcosmos in, in the big picture where we, where we, you know, basically we are everything coming into this world. So one day somebody comes up to you and they say, walk into your castle and they say like, look, this room is, you know, it doesn't fit you really well. You should really lock down this room because it doesn't fit our family or our society or our, you know, our grouping because of the tribe rules we enter into are very different. Every person gets you kind of the message that different rooms need to be shut down. So there are different, you know, different parts of your causal are accepted depending on the culture or the family structure or the tribal rules that we are born into. So we start shutting down rooms in our own castle and we start, you know, switching the light off and locking the door. And when time goes by, more and more people come to visit and we keep shutting down doors. And then, you know, to the, to the, really up to the place where some of us just live in a two bedroom apartment that needs Mm. a lot of repair. And I really, this, this metaphor, I was, you know, inspired by Debbie Ford. She tells this in her Mm -hmm. book. It's just amazing. This is an amazing book to read and it's so describing. And I think this is, these, this is a lot to do with the self-worth because when you go back and you understand through the, through the, through the events and through the people you meet in the everyday life, these people trigger certain emotional reactions mm. to you. And this is a way mirrored back to you what rooms you've kind of shut down, you know, because if, they're, if they have some interaction with you that trigger an emotional response, it usually reflects back to you a certain room that you have shut down. And when we lock down all these rooms or shut down these rooms, you know, there's an, there's, we shut down the, because all of the rooms is a part of your structure. Mm. And for me, especially working with entrepreneurs also, it has a lot, it matters because once we kind of open those rooms, you, you can really explore everything about you that makes you unique, mm-hmm. you know? accepting back all the rooms. So the job is really to go back and switch the light on again and open the door and start understanding that you are a big magical castle, not just reduced to some two bedroom apartments and you don't need fix. You just need to go back and turn the lights on. And, and because some of these rooms are pessimism or judgment or criticism and hate and the capacity to hurt other people or being evil or a lot of these rooms are qualities that we don't really want to own up to. But what we need to understand is that the shadow part of them, basically they are there, they all have an opposite and they're there to assist us somehow, you know? because basically we shut them down not to get hurt so when the people came to our castle they said you have to shut this room down we said yeah sure because we wanted their acceptance and their love 
So it's, you know, it was like an ego structure created at a very young age. And this, am I explaining this to you? Know, yeah, okay? no, this yeah? makes complete sense. It's amazing. I want to read this book now. Like, what's the name? Yeah. That is The Dark Side of the Light Chasers by Debbie Ford. I'm definitely oh. going to read that. So everybody, mm. you, should read, you should read that because yeah. it sounds fascinating. <laughs> I'm all about it's Very that. good. Very, very good. So, and it sounds really dark and scary, but actually what it does is the, acts, you know, it's the exact opposite, just frees up your energy and creativity and brilliance because you go back to not being shamed because it's actually when we go back to these early stages of our lives, what happens is that, you know, we start rejecting off pieces of ourselves. It's our first encounter with self-rejection. And a lot of the time we are secretly inside mad, you know, we are, it, it can turn into self-hate, you know, which has a lot to do sometimes with overweight and eating disorders and all kind of stuff that we struggle with. They're like, we're consciously creating our lives, but then our past you know, come up and surprise us. And, and we just break off those habits again and are in the fridge eating at three o'clock in the morning. Or, mm-hmm. you know, we just, we want to go to the gym, but then, you know, we don't. And, and, and we hide our, our gym bag in the car and we go do something else. And it's so, it's basically a lot about lying to ourselves. Mm-hmm. But we have to understand that it was there to protect us in the first place. So, you know, the, the ego, or the shadow, the way the shadow operates, is not necessarily a bad thing because it it's useful when once we explore the hidden traits or the stuff we shoved, you know, shoved, shoved off away that we are not mm-hmm. accepting about ourselves. They usually ha- serve us in in a really good way. Like they could be a really good way for us to set boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. or they could really be a good way for us to free up and. Um, you know, step into our uniqueness and be proud of that instead of being shamed about that. For example, one of the things that I used to be really shamed of by the society in general was that I talk too much. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is that, you know, I was, oh, you always talk too much. So I kind of grew up believing that my, my talking was really, 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 really negative. But, you know, growing up and balancing also within the coaching, my ability to listen once I spoke, I usually had some insightful stuff to say to people. But in the beginning, I was really afraid to speak my, you know, my truth and, and what came through as a clear cognizant for me because mm-hmm. I was afraid of being shamed because I was usually being shamed for being so talkative, you know. Isn't Sit down, that, stop talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? The things that you're told as a child really like stick with you. I you know, I didn't think that, but as I've been working through the past few years in therapy and coaching and meditation and all this stuff, like stuff that I had totally forgotten. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's become like a story in my life that I cannot let go of. And that's compounded into my business and into my marriage. Like (laughs) it's insane. Like you just don't think about when someone says, oh, you're weird or you're quiet or whatever like you carry that with you yes it's insane yeah it's crazy yeah (laughs) absolutely and I think this is the really this is the interesting and this is the fun part about finding all these rooms and turning the light on is that yes you know I have to own sometimes I can be really a person that complains you know or Mm -hmm. but that's just I recognize now that once I start complaining, I say, Ooh, okay, what's going on? Now you're starting to complain. I know because of the shadow work that there's something within me I'm not taking care of. There's something I need that I'm not, that I'm ignoring, you know? So when I look closer to that, it's usually like, 
I actually can't sit here to chat anymore. I need to rest a bit, you know, these, mm. these things, you know, and this is how your shadow is actually helping you to move forward. And, and you are freeing up a lot of energy to be able to create in the present moment, because every time you see the shadow and, and the traits and aspects that you were hiding and you understand by integrating them, what, what they are there to help you with, not just to judge it, but to see what, why they're helping you become a unique creator in your own life and really basically whole healing you know they you you easily start to understand by the reflection of the events and the people in your life what kind of situation in the past you know where your wounds are and when you do this it's easier to kind of forgive the whole situation because you understand you're like oh you know that beautiful heart felt forgiveness you cut those strings you know from the past which enables you to create much more from the present moment you free up energy for you to create a whole new future Mm, yeah that's beautiful yeah it's really so i think this is you know back to your question of self-worth this is an amazing tool to work with your self-worth because you are loving those parts you were parts of yourself that you were initially hiding for usually being shamed for. But there's here's your brilliance. That's why your genius is basically in the dark. <laughs> Which is funny to understand, you know. Yeah. yeah. So do you have any sort of morning routine that kind of helps you um, get started and get your day going on this positive note to kind of pump up your self-worth and, you know, just feel good about your day. Cause I know sometimes we don't all wake up excited. <laughs> yes. No, we don't. Yes, I do. I, I am very much a fan of morning routines and I think that morning routines for me are truly anchors in life because mm. it sets your whole day. So it's, it's absolutely one of the thing, first things I teach in, in my welcome pack, in my coaching also are morning routines. But I actually have like a little arsenal to choose from because I'm a really, I'm, I'm, I'm a person who I never like routine. Mm-hmm. So my only routine is I do a morning routine. I don't <laughs> necessarily do the same morning routine. Oh, okay. There's coffee. That's a good, <laughs> yes, that's an always. <laughs> me too. I would say that I am not a nice person until I've had coffee. No. <laughs> there's a funny somebody said no no coffee no prana so yeah (laughs) there's a life force within coffee as well now this is it this is always of course i have two small children still you know Mm -hmm. uh, aged um, four and nine so they take you know they are really present in my mornings every morning but it really depends and sometimes i still get up at five in the morning depending on what i need because then i really need to listen to my body because sometimes I really need more act, active and then I would do, you know, really physical running activity or I really need a sit down meditation. I will do a sit down meditation. Sometimes I need guided meditation. I will do guided meditation. I, you know, in, usually in the shower, I have very open channels. There's my crown chakra is really open when I'm in the shower near water. So I, in, I usually do a lot of affirmations when I'm in the shower. This is part of my morning routine. So I, this is just, just a place for me when a lot of insights come through. But I also know that affirmations are great. But unless you've really done the deeper work on your deep-rooted beliefs, you know, that affirmations can only do so much. You can absolutely use them to kind of move you in the direction 
but you won't really raise frequency truly too much, you know, to attract the dreams or the things you want to manifest until you really release that energy from the past through the shadow work. Mm. You know, you can only do so much with affirmations, but you, you, you can convince yourself to a certain point. But you, you, when you do affirmations and when we consciously create, that's the part of the day where we're kind of like 5% conscious. And the rest of the day, we're basically 95% unconscious and our actions are really directed and dictated by that, that past life experience. So for me, it really just depends on what I need, but I always have a strong morning routine. So I will do yoga, guided meditations, meditations. I will journal every single day. Gratitude journaling, I do every day. This is very important for me. And sometimes it's just a few sentences and sometimes I need to write out like a book, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever comes. Yeah. But I've been really easy on myself because when I wanted to have morning routines, I, I went in very rigid about it, you know, I had really like really going to do this and this and this and this, mm. but didn't work so well for me. So I just found my own style. And basically I go through meditation, exercise, visualization and journaling and uh, guided meditations. Either way, during the day, I will go through all of these kind of exercises. Mm. So, yeah. But I feel, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm just thinking about the one thing you said about how you can't really fully feel or um, take in the affirmations until you've let go of your old things. And that is so true for me yes. because I've been doing affirmations for almost a year and it kind of became like just a thing I did. Yes. I didn't really feel them. Exactly. Until, um, Last month, when it was the full moon, I decided to uh, write out all my old beliefs and stories, yeah. and then I tore them up and I burned them. Yes. And ever since then, it's just been like things have been happening, and I truly feel my affirmations in my soul, as weird as that sounds to people, as something yeah. energetically happened. And it's taken almost a year of just holding on to that stuff. And I know I'm still going to have to work through that stuff. I'm still going to have to release it all the time. But I feel like something happened yeah. in my energy. Something shifted when I did that. Hmm, sounds really nice. I mean, the full moon releases are really great. I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I, it's, it makes total sense. And. I, I still, you know, I still think that it's just layers. We're just, it's like a spiral and spiral and spiral. You just meet those new layers again and again. But at the same time, you're always getting stronger and more conscious and free up more energy to do that work. So maybe the emotional impact will be the negative emotional impact for you yeah. to go into entropy or apathy or disease and all kinds of, this becomes less and less frequent. So once we're kind of moving taking that layer by layer and and really reaffirming all the things that we need to do because as you if you go back to my story with entrepreneurship i manifested like i manifested a million dollar business had 20 employees had four shops i was like 24 years old having really big success the road was really like open but why did i still sabotage it because i didn't have my money story was terrible. My beliefs about money, you know, I, I spent 
after that, I spent the next 13 years really reshaping that money story. And it doesn't have to take that long, but that was my path, you know, to really mm. get to the place where I am today. So I think the affirmations, yeah, as you say, we have to backtrack a little bit and see what those kind of, um, what are anchored so deep within us regarding these beliefs. And the best way to kind of see that is actually using the world as a mirror to reflect back to us what we need to work on. Really observe when we are getting emotionally triggered, which situations, by which people. And here we can really see that, you know, or what are our patterns, you know, what, what are behavioral patterns? How do we spend money? And I think, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs and, and coaches and, and people who want to start up their business, they have great ideas. Maybe they're really creative and they can launch and they can create and they're good to coach, but they can't sell or they can't close business. And then you are left, you know, many people go back and take another job and they're not freeing up all of this because a lot of people, you know, maybe believe something about money and sales that are sales is icky and sales people are ooh, you know all the all this are so connected also within mm. running your business yeah yeah so so if anyone is listening um who is starting a business what kind of advice would you give her as she's just getting started yeah good question oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so just take a second to kind of yeah. think about it. I think it's the I just think it's the honesty because it's the self deceit that really mm. ruins everything for most of us because we're so good at lying to other people and lying to ourselves and we all do it you know it's like no not me yes we do you know <laughs> I believe that just being really honest with yourself you gets you really far in terms of what it is that you need to do to go further, you know, what are your goals? What is it that you need to be working on? What is it that you want to work on? Who, who are your real dream clients? You know, what is it that your business really consists of? You, what's your, what's your creations? Is it really aligned with that deep down inside what you want to do? I think this is, this is really what I would, what, would, what I would look into is that self-honesty. And, and use this as kind of your loop to find, find the little things in each aspect of your business. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's great because I think so many of us, especially when we're first getting started, we read a million books, we watch a million courses, we are in all these groups and we emulate what experts, quote unquote experts tell us to do, but we don't really think about like, what makes us excited, what lights us up, what, what our soul is telling us to do. We yeah. just kind of follow the path that other people have done. And that's great. That can get you so far, but you're not going to be happy until you're doing something that you're really, really passionate about. Exactly. And that's back to the castle and back to the, the shadow work because when yes we can borrow we can kind of emulate other people's success models and 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 kind of borrow their words and try to be high vibe and do all affirmations but if it's not really what you want to do as you say if it's not really maybe you want to be like there was a, a funny post i saw the other day that says like all coaches are actually artists 
this was a really nice perspective because he said who was dreaming about being a coach when they were when they were a little girl a little boy is like they dreamt about expressing themselves with art and i would say coaching is an art form though so it's perfectly you know aligned but i think here is where we need to be really honest what what are you motivated about in your when you create your business also what what and in the honesty is 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 the real essence of it because it's so easy to trick yourself but i truly believe that the success comes once we dare to be honest and unlock all those doors within our own castle because there's our uniqueness and if people have the guts to go for their own uniqueness you know there's no stopping you, you that they become unstoppable because they have so much energy and it's so true and they raise the vibration that's when the heads turn like what did you do you know it's not that word you use you know it's the energy behind it yeah that's absolutely true well this has been an amazing conversation if anybody wants to uh, get in touch with you to work with you or learn more about you where can they find out more well, they can go to my website, which is toinihalley.com. Maybe you will write it out or something, yes, drop a link. Yes. Or, I'll yes. put it in the show notes for you guys. That's great. So there you can read about working more with me one-on-one. And also I have a free masterclass um, that has, you know, it's about shifting um, power shifts to release your abundance blocks. And it's related a lot to what we were talking about today. And uh, I can drop you, you know, I can send you the link. You can share that as well. That's a little freebie. So um, they can come to my Facebook group. It's called the Chic Soul Society. And it's, um, it's a free community for female entrepreneurs and coaches. Amazing. Thank yes. you so much, Swinny. This was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you, Melody. Yeah. yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And until next Enjoyed time. it so much. Yeah. Right. Thank you, guys. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.